0: Hello and welcome to the second season of the New Collective Podcast. My name is Amy Shanahan and I am delighted to present yet another series of these exciting talks all about art, our artists and lots of different art talk. So today we have Cui Vahini and Robert Jackson who are joining us to talk about what makes a professional artist welcome how are we all doing
1: all good all right. thank you
0: enjoying the lovely weather i hope if there's a bit of sun yeah we've
2: got 20 degrees here so it's very pleasant oh, oh really yeah and we've so... got cloud <laughs> <laughs> cool. More like an overcast ireland a
0: sunny uk well it's, it's it's great to have you here to talk about this very topical question um in ireland specifically um there is an award that's currently happening in Ireland. Um, that's been offered by the state, by the government. Creeva, you were kind of talking about this before. I would like to just fill us in a little bit of what that award is.
1: So there is going to be a pilot scheme in Ireland for um, professional artists. So at minimum, you get paid weekly from the state to be a professional artist. It's only a pilot scheme, so this is only going to last for three years. And I think it's 3,000 people get picked. I know over 9,000 people applied so you've, like, one in three chance, really, of getting it. But um, when you apply for it, anyway, you have to um, fill out some criteria. So there was a question about who could get it. What made you a professional artist? And, like, could any jackson ha- hardly get, go for it? But um, you, ha- you had to have a degree. You had to have an exhibition. Um, you had to have either something purchased by the government and put into a state um, catalogue. And there was a few other ones. So like if you didn't, and you one was another one if you had a gallery backing. So there was a good few criteria and you had to have at least three and you had to actually be member of the VAI, the Visual Artists Ireland, which then has its own criteria to get into. So there were a few hoops to jump through. Like in one way it was good because not everyone could just decide I'm an artist, I'm going to get 300 something euro a week. But then what what makes an artist an artist what were we excluding some people that were an artist that didn't Mm -hmm. have this criteria
0: and for you did you feel that what what they were asking was fair
1: uh definitely some of it even some like to get three was quite difficult like i've been a practicing artist for 12 years and like i wouldn't i only recently have work in a gallery like outside the newer collective exhibitions Sometimes they're quite hard in Ireland to get into. Sometimes I do think it seems like the same artists get picked a lot for certain exhibitions. So otherwise then you're funding things yourself. If you're not, if you don't have another job to fund an exhibition, that can be quite difficult. So like there definitely had to be criteria, but I don't know how you, like it, it must've been a very hard job to pick the criteria. It was very easy to have two so definitely you needed to have the third but sometimes finding which one you fit into was quite difficult.
0: Yeah no uh, absolutely I can totally see how that would be the case and for me even personally as a, as a practicing artist it, it's it's such a challenge to try and get into these spaces because the competition is so vast i.e getting into galleries and getting into um, collections and trying to get grants from the likes of the art council or other funding bodies and I suppose sometimes it's given to a certain amount of people because they've established their practice. But then there's the question is what about those who are working as a professional for so long and um have not potentially got funding from them before and therefore haven't the ability to put down that sort of experience on on their CV. But I suppose what I've learned from what that, that scheme is going to do is once you're eligible, once you've met the criteria, it will become a lottery more so than where where your level is if you're yeah. experienced or more experienced doesn't really matter once you meet the criteria um so i think at least that that makes it that a little bit more fair
1: definitely but is yeah it's just getting that criteria met was i think you know it's hard for some people like especially you know during the pandemic a lot of people went back to their art yeah. so those people might not have any of those experiences if you went out and stopped being an artist for ten years, and then you went back to during the pandemic. So, your time, what happens to those people? You know, are they not classified now as a professional?
2: It also probably would have excluded a lot of newly graduated students before the pandemic, who who just mm-hmm. graduated when the pandemic hit, and they couldn't go down the route of exhibiting somewhere, and they didn't have that experience to join a a membership to a professional group or or anything anything like that. So, I can see that that would have a big impact on maybe that that two years of of student graduates who who would consider themselves professional artists. No, absolutely. And
0: I've, something you said there is so what Rob is the membership element. I mean, if you are working full time and trying to be a practicing artist and trying to, to fit in all of that, sometimes and um, depending on where you're living, if you're living in a city it, with the costs of living at the moment, everything's so expensive that the, the thoughts of having to pay up money for certain memberships for the likes of the BAI, which I know is not expensive and it's a very supportive platform. Mm-hmm. They do a lot for artists, and they're they're re- a really great organization. Um, but again, it's it's there's a membership cost there, and there are other members uh, membership platforms that you can join that that does cost. Um, I suppose it makes things a lot a lot more inaccessible for those who may not have that disposable income to, to pay. But I suppose the other thing that our, what I wanted to mention with that is even for the Newer collective when we when we started the new collective um, in twenty twenty. Trying to consider what was deemed a professional artist, or who potentially could join the collective, to make sure that one, it was fair; two, that we were we were bringing in artists that were practicing and that artists who were who were actually making work and who were deeming themselves as professional. But for for us, what we decided was that it would be you needed a degree, you needed to have maybe exhibition experience, um, you needed to obviously be currently practicing as as an artist so I suppose that's what Dean does that's what that's what when when I set up the collective that I said okay well this is what for for us for the newer collective is recognizing um, a professional artist and I suppose there needs to be some form of parameters in place so that there is a certain level of quality but then I know many artists that don't have a degree or do not have a qualification in art that are practicing artists and that still sell work, still exhibit work in very prestigious galleries all across the world. And because they don't have a qualification, does that mean that they're not a professional artist?
2: Well yeah, yeah, I think that's a really interesting point because when I first moved to I know I live in Scotland. So when I first moved to Scotland, I had my undergraduate degree from NCAD in Dublin and I was coming over to do a master's here, but I saw there was lo- loads of competitions you could apply for, art competitions, really good ones. So I started applying for some of these and um, found on some of the forms they had listed, are you a student, are you an amateur, or are you a professional artist? And I was really confused because I, I had I had done my degree, I would had a few shows under my belt and got a little bit of support. Um, But still, in my head, I didn't quite deem myself at the time a professional artist because I thought, well, that must be somebody who's making a fortune from their work and can live off it. So I rang up the place, um, one of these places, and chatted to them. And they said, well, actually, our criteria is that you must have a degree to be a professional artist. And I found that um, a very strange thing, really, in that, um, you know, that excludes so many people. Um, and I think that's, that's where, and I totally agree, you have to have rules in place. And I think that's where newer collective had a very open um, method of, of checking, because you, you had a series of criteria that you could meet. And then obviously you had to work within the group quite successfully and have that commitment there. Um, yeah. but, but, but I found it quite, quite strange to think that if you, if you look back at art history uh, and many of the greatest artists that I have books about on my wall here don't have art degrees. And you know, and, and it was a strange criteria to say or to think that I would be ticking the box that said I was a professional, yet these guys on my on my bookshelf here would be ticking the amateur uh, category for these competitions. So I, I found that a, a really interesting thing, and that's that's kind of always been in the back of my head, um, as as just a strange question, or a difficult question to answer, really, as what is a professional artist? I find it quite interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm just actually thinking now, I um. I was filling out a grant form before and they had student emerging artists and um, established artists. So maybe that's a better way to look at things, you know? Yeah. I don't know if you still needed a qualification to be an artist, but but then at the end of the day, I was like, am I emerging? I've been at this 10 years. I still feel like I'm emerging.
0: But <laughs> then what quantifies it? Do you know what I mean? It's like if, if you're established, yeah. how are you established? Like, do I need to have 10 exhibitions behind, but I could have 10 exhibitions in a shopping centre, is that yeah. is that the same thing as 10 exhibitions in the RHA? You know, it's like what what's where's the quality control there and then for the people who choose the work in the RHA or the people who choose the work in the shopping centre, for the ones of a better way of putting it, who's to say that what they're choosing is actually recognised as an art piece now? Because Art is subjective, and that's mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. for the collective. When I was choosing the artists, it was a case of if you meet the criteria, it's a first come first serve basis. Because I can't say that your work is better than another person's work because it's 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 art. <laughs> so yeah, like it's, yeah. it's not it's not something that I can define personally, and I can't say that this is better than another. Like I mean, go back to Renaissance painting, and you can see technique, you can see quality of work, you can see. Quality of of um, of process very apparently, and you can say okay, well, and something kind of what what you were saying there while you were talking about that, Rob. I was thinking about like, yeah, they mightn't have had um, a qualification or something, but it was very much a trade then to be a, mm-hmm. to be an artist where you would be painting the likes of cathedrals or or commissions for for families or that, and it was very much deemed a trade, and you were working for other artists that maybe had a bigger name who then took all of the, um, took all of the glory. And so like, it's just, you know, we're, we're obviously evolving and but it's just, how can you define that this work is good and this work is not good. And that's something that always questions me when, or the, what I always question when people are looking at grant applications, for example, it's like, well, maybe I can't articulate what it is that I need to get across in order to achieve what it is I want to do in an application but the work that I produce is really good. And how do I marry the two in order for me to be successful in the funding application? Um, but that's another conversation for another time, I think. But it's just, how do you, how do you, how, how, back to how do you define? So maybe I might go back to that question. So personally, and i start with Rob, what, like, what makes an artist professional, in your opinion?
2: Well, I, I scribbled down some ideas before we came on the chat and, and I put down three, three things that I think make me an artist or make me feel like an artist, uh, one is state of mind. So really that that's essentially that you believe in what you're making and you believe in what you're making will somehow make a difference to something. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's really critical that you keep plowing on, even if RHA or RSA neglect your work or, or aren't interested in it, you just keep piling on and, and giving it a go and pushing through that. Um, so I think that's very important, really. And that can come at any age. You could be 15 and you've the state of mind that you're an artist and you just plow on from there. So so that's good. Um, another another point I, I wrote down was commitment to practice. And really that that might be commitment, simply commitment to to learning a process. I, I did printmaking in university. So you know, a lot of that was learning about process and technique and maybe honing some skills in using something like stone lithography or etching, does photography, you know, that type of thing, sort of honing your practice within that and a commitment to that practice um, and to be able to prove that somehow. And then the last thing w- was a little fluffy, um, but I think it's it's really important to, to feel like you're imparting knowledge or you're enhancing something within the arts. And that could be through either teaching or maybe you know feeling that your work fits into the the building blocks of what art is now somewhere even tiny and, and it helps to build upon what happened before and maybe hope to build towards what happens next within the arts and i think that's really a, a critical thing and um, to be able to sort of impart that new knowledge from you um as an artist within there so i think they're my they're probably my three points at the moment uh, as to what a, a professional artist is, but it might change, you know, in a few days' time.
0: I think that sits really well with, the, especially your last point, with contemporary arts practice and in, in saying that it's, that you are saying something, that you have a narrative and you're trying to get something across to to people who look at your work, to people who experience it, and that it has a point or that what you're saying has has something to say. I think that's really important that it's just not a, a Sunday painter for without being critical towards Sunday painters who would make a beautiful portrait of someone or that would do a bowl of fruit or or that landscape. But that the difference between that and putting something into it to enhance it, to tell a story or make an archival representation of the landscape or make some sort of reference to cultural development or, or artistic practice is what makes it, for me that's what makes a professional artist that you're trying to say something Akiva what do you think um makes an artist professional
1: well I was actually when Rob was speaking one thing that came to mind was there's a quote and I've seen it a few times on Instagram um and it's like the only thing that's innate to an artist they don't have any special skills or anything like that is the innate drive to create and i think that's probably one of the most important things like i you said like not putting a downer on sunday painters or anything like that there's some people that can paint leave it go away for months they're fine with it i think to be an artist it's you need you need to create something it's like almost something in your being that you has to happen Like I know if I don't create a piece of work or even doodle or look at old pieces, I can kind of get a bit frustrated and feel a bit out of whack. And then I'm kind of like, what's wrong with me? And I'm like, oh, I haven't touched my artwork in days or months, not months, days or weeks. Or, do you know, if you have a really busy time and you do feel out of touch with yourself. And I think that is one of the neat things that most artists, if not all, have is that drive to create and as Rob was saying to like we, we usually do want to show something. Now like I think like if you look at my work, I like, it can be a bit wacky off the wall. Um, one of my recent pi- pieces, I've taken a photo of my grandmother in like the 1930s, scanned it, chopped off her head and put it on a hare's head. like someone <laughs> that might be like, what the hell are you doing?" But I just want to bring a bit of joy, a bit of whimsy. A bit of escapism to people especially in a world like today you know there's so much going on and I'm like if I can bring joy to one person that's an accomplishment so I think it's those little things to me make an artist that you have a drive to create and you have a drive to share it as well it's not just to create something and to sit in your house like it terrifies me posting things on Instagram each time you're like oh how many likes will I get how many things but I there's always that need and want to share it even if no one likes it you just you need to put it out into the world and i think it is to tell a narrative tell a story and share that and i think that's what artists have and what makes an artist an artist yeah. you know it doesn't make them professional is a question but i think that's kind of the true innate abilities of artists and i think you can see that in The way they'll have a practice, they'll keep going. As Rob was saying, like, you get knockbacks, but you're not stopping. You're continuously going. So I think a lot of that is the same. That kind of shows that you're a professional, that you keep going, even though things might be really hard and tough, you're going to keep on going with your practice.
0: No, I think that's really interesting. And it's like your, your instinct is to create. Yeah. You, 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 you want to. It's, it's, I, I feel the same when I'm painting, or if I don't have time to paint, I still sort of sketch something, or I, I want to to continue drawing something or doing something and now i'm constantly digitally drawing all the time which is mad and sometimes i feel like i'm cheating them because it's not a graphite pencil on paper you know it's just like but no it's not it's actually okay <laughs> but, it's, but then it's kind of like i don't have a physical form in my hand there's no tangibility with it you know it's like it's like but well, this isn't made with raw materials it's digital but like but it's actually okay because it's another form of art that's growing um there's something that we spoke about beforehand before coming on live um about um, just like obviously the difference between like being a commercial artist and being an artistic artists, and how we get to that point, and as an individual artist, how we can grow to showcase ourselves and the differences between those who have the ability to be to expose themselves and the bill and those who, who who are not that into or not that able to uh, put themselves out there or put themselves onto 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 the to a platform that makes them makes them known and makes them a professional and is that something that you've ever struggled with
2: i think that you know a lot of a lot of life and a lot of art um, and exposure through art is, is based on chance yeah. but then i was also always told by a couple of tutors who said you kind of make your own luck as well too the difficulty can be when you you know, you apply for lots of things as an artist, and you do. You know, you see, I post up occasionally if I've got into some competition or something like that. What you don't really see is the, the commitment to applying to these things and not getting into the competition. So for every one thing you might get into, you know, you might not get into eight things. And, yeah. and I think, but I think, and I totally agree that, you know, in some some artists seem to have an innate capability of, of structuring and commercialising themselves almost as a as a brand as a thing, um, mm-hmm. and it's something that that maybe should be not covered more in 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 art college art art university education doesn't really ever touch on the idea that you know you're trying to sell yourself to the world somehow, and and may, maybe that's something that could enhance um, art education that you know you go through more about the. Also, you have a sort of admin business side of what art is um, within that structure as well, too. But I, I, I totally agree that the difficulty for artists is, is usually finding that little nook in. Uh, and, but really, I think it's about commitment again and, and, and committing yourself and just keep plowing on. And hopefully that little, little chance will occur and, and bop you on the head, you know? Yeah, that,
0: that um, professional practice, that was a module we had in our undergrad. But it was it was quite limited in what we learned in it. But in saying that, your professional practice is really very personal to you, and I, I teach that at degree level already for, for performers. But it's it's a very different thing. But you still have to find yourself to be able to release yourself and to be able to sell yourself the way you feel you should be representing yourself. If that makes any sense, that could be a whole other waffle. But it's it's very difficult, I suppose, to teach that because it's unique to you. It's a brand. So almost we need to have a marketing degree as well as an art degree, as well as an accountancy degree to, to like manage our finances, as well as an ability to speak the language of grant applications. And it's just, there's a lot and we're self-employed people and we're, we, we, know, we work for ourselves as artists. Um, and that's why it's also important. Or what I always find a challenge is when they say in the application that you can't have any other employment um, if you're applying for this brand um, and you need to be a full-time artist. And it's like, well, how in hell am I supposed to actually put food on the table if I can't have, if I don't design a poster for somebody to be able to pay for the paint that I use to put on the canvas? Do you know what I'm saying? And I, I think that's where there's, and I I feel like I, I speak to a lot of people at county council level and arts council level and it's just, they, they accept that and they understand that, but I wonder to what extent sometimes.
1: Yeah, I don't think a lot of people do understand that with artists. I was reading um, an article about the pilot scheme for artists, uh, the payment pilot scheme, and then I looked at the comments. Um, now, it was on Irish Times. You know, it's not a trashy article or anything. And the amount of comments about people saying we should get real jobs and all these things about artists. And you want, some, most artists I know are some of the hardest workers because you usually have two or three jobs while making art just mm. to live and be able to make your art. So, like, we're very dedicated people. So it does get annoying when people say, oh, it's not a real job. Or, But, like, art is such a vital part to life, I think, um, that we do need artists, like, professional or not. You need someone. Like, what are you going to hang on your wall when you get a house? Or, you know, even, like, if you go art down like multimedia, marketing, they all usually have some sort of art in them. Like there's so many ways it's used today um, that sometimes it feels like if people are a bit down on it. And I, I really hope that like with this pilot scheme in Ireland that it makes it seem more professional to certain people, that it's more yeah. legitimized. Because some, if when you say you're an artist, they're like, oh, but what do you really do? <laughs> and it's kind of like... Well, that's my main job, and then I do these things on the side to live.
0: I suppose the other side of that as well is beyond just putting something on your wall at home. As a kind of person who's interested in art, the income that comes in from tourism and culture in Ireland, especially anyway, is vast. The the and that's what draws people into the country. You're not going to be drawn into the country from your um, I don't know from from your your lawyers or from your mathematicians. You're brought into it by the beautiful things that you can do that are from our heritage or from our design or from our our printmaking, from our clothes, from like all the different things that we create is what we're known for. And we're known as Irish people, we're known as storytellers all across the world. People come to Ireland to hear our stories, to hear our heritage, to see our culture, to see our, our music, our literature, our design, our art. Uh, our sculptures our castles all of that is a massive massive industry in ireland and that is the value in it and if somebody wants to say that well would you get a real job and it's like well our real job is the job is bringing tourism to our country which supports our hospitality sector which supports our um which supports our education system which supports our families which supports our children which continues life you know so it is vital and i think that's yeah, really, really important. And thanks for kind of hinting that point, Eva, because it's just as brilliant. Um, I think we've kind of not answered the question, but we've opened a discussion. And it's something that we can't really answer specifically, I don't think. But at the same time, uh, we, I think, can all agree that um, the professional artist is an important um role in society, it's an important role in our community and something that we need to stand for. Uh, The Art is Work campaign that I spoke about before many times across the collective and that had started before the collective was talking all about what you were saying as well, Piva, about the fact that the work that we create is worthy and we need to be paid for it and that's, that's the bottom line really. But yeah, unless you guys have anything else to add to this conversation, if there's some other point that we're missing.
1: I would just say, like, even if you're an artist and you don't think you're a professional, don't let it discourage you. Just keep going and keep creating, and that's, you'll end up there eventually, I think, as long as you keep pursuing
2: something. Rob? Yep. I completely agree with that. And I think the artist support <laughs> scheme, I, I think the artist support scheme as well in Ireland is a fantastic introduction and, and really, a, a, as you say, Eamon, really a, a, a recognition for what the arts do within a country. I mean, similarly, if you head down to London and you walk to the Tate in the middle of summer, you can barely see anything because the place is jammed. Mm-hmm. And it's why people go, you know, and full of thousands of people. And um, so that scheme is a fantastic boost for the arts in Ireland. And, and hopefully it continues and hopefully it broadens so it captures all arts within there as well, too. You know?
0: Yeah, definitely. I totally agree, and I, I agree with both of you.
2: And it is, as you
0: say, it's a pilot scheme. So hopefully, the pilot takes off into a multi-series program. Um, but it's, I, I think it's it's great um, that we're talking about this, and for me to say to those who are budding artists who want to be a professional that it's as soon as it's the point when you think that you feel you are a professional artist is the point when you say you are. Um, and I think other than that, there's not much more to say. So (laughs) thank you very much, Rob. And thank you uh, for joining us on our first episode back after, um, our previous season. And that'd be the beginning of a really great series of podcasts, uh, with the new collective podcast. Thank you so much. Make sure that you check out all our podcasts from season one across all of your favorite podcast channels, including Spotify, Apple podcasts, and wherever you get your, your podcasts from, we're all over them all. Uh, Check us out on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, the lot. Figure it out. We'll find you there. You will find us there. And we have posts going up there on a daily basis, sharing the artwork of our newer collective members, sharing their profiles, their stories and releasing lots of new content all the time. Uh, Check this out at www.newincollective.ie where you can find all of the artwork that's for sale by our artists, support local practising artists, professional artists, who are all on our collective. Thank you so much, over now, and we will be with you every Thursday, every second Thursday of every month for the next few weeks. Thank you, good night.